Hi folks, Curtis Shelburne here, and welcome to the Focus on Faith with Curtis Shelburne podcast. A good place just to be and breathe and hang out for a while as we share some words about life in Christ. And that's all of it, I think. Life, that is. The good, the bad, the fun, the sad, the deepest joys, the toughest sorrows. All of it. I think we're going to have a good time, and I hope you enjoy this. I hope you tell your friends about it, and I hope you come back. Well, this episode, episode number 37, is called The Stars Speak Wisely in Silvery Silence. Yes, they do. And we'll talk about that in just a moment. Well, it's been a beautiful day today where I live. I hope where you live, too. As Mr. Rogers used to say, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, and it sure has been. By beautiful, one of the things that I mean today and right here is that we got some rain. We really don't get all that much rain. And it seems in our country here, we can get our whole annual rainfall in one morning or afternoon or whatever, and we just get dumped on. But we rarely get the kind of beautiful rain that we got today, just falling down just right. I don't know how much we got, but the temperatures cooled down. The rain started falling. In my book, that's a beautiful day. I like this time of year. We've made it through summer. School started again. Now, I like summer. I like vacations, and I'm kind of like the kids. I hate to see the vacation end, but I sure do like to see the temps coming down. We are now officially in autumn, and what a beautiful, beautiful time of year. Again, I like seasons, but I also like fireplaces, and I like snow. My yard never looks better than when it's covered with a couple of inches of the white stuff. I like the fact that our fireplace here is more than just decorative and that we really use it. My wife will put in some candles at the beginning of spring. She's the one that will say, okay, I think it's time to put the candles in. And I will groan and say, well, probably so. But she'll be the one that does it because I just can't hardly bring myself to say I'm done with the fireplace for the season. Now it's time for the candles to come out. At least it very soon will be. And we'll be making some real fires. Time to get some firewood in and be ready to go with that. And that's perfectly fine with me. I like summer, as I said, just fine. I do like the seasons. But if you give me a couple of 300 degree days and, oh, I don't know, uh, however many mowing times that we get in a normal summer, I'm pretty well done with it. And I'm ready to move on to the next season. And so here we are. And a rainy day at that. This is good. I like it. Well, the story that I'm going to tell you in just a little while has to do with two different things. First of all, seasons, I guess you could say, because I'm going to be talking about lawn mowing, and that's a big aspect of a couple of those seasons. And then I want to talk also a little bit about stars. And I promise you, they're tied together, and you'll see why before we're done. Well, I've talked to you a little bit about the seasons already in this little preamble, but let me tell you a funny story about a star. My boys and I had been doing some stargazing. Nothing very heavy, nothing very complicated. They weren't that old at the time, and I wasn't that good at it anyway, but I was trying to teach them just a little bit, and a very little bit is all that I know, about the stars. One of the things that I'm happiest about regarding where we live is that we live in a place where you can see the night sky just pretty well. I wish the street light across the way had a switch on it where we could turn it off when we wanted to really get a little bit darker 
view there and a little less light pollution. My wife is going to retire before long as the municipal judge here. Even if she wasn't the municipal judge, it probably would not be good for me to shoot the light out, but sometimes I'm tempted. Anyway, I don't want to face the music in that regard, but we still have a pretty good view of the night sky, and I really like that. And so the boys and I were learning a little bit about some of the constellations and the names of some of the constellations and the stars, and I taught them what is a really elementary thing in all of this, and that is, hey, if you're looking up there and you see a beautiful, bright dot in the sky that is constantly glowing at you, it's not twinkling, then it is almost certainly a planet because stars seem to twinkle and planets do not. They just shine straight and bright there and you don't see any kind of twinkle normally. It's all, of course, an optic illusion. And I told them a little bit about that. But I was doing that kind of discussion with my boys and we were in the middle of all of that. And we've been talking about the stars and the constellations and all of those things. And that's when Juana, my wife, and I decided to go somewhere. We flew somewhere. I don't remember where it was. Maybe a school board convention, maybe to Houston or something or Dallas. I'm not sure. But we were getting ready to land as we were flying that evening. And I do remember looking out of the window of the airplane. And I was kind of full of myself with all of this astronomy stuff. I knew I didn't know a lot, but I was, I guess, a little bit arrogant about it at that point, at least knowing a little. That's when most of the time we're arrogant, isn't it? When we just know a little and don't know how much we don't know. I looked out the window and I saw what certainly appeared to me to be a planet. I'd been keeping up with the location of the planets a little bit. It was kind of fun to be able to walk out in the evening or the early morning. Uh, that would usually be the evening for me and look up and say, oh yeah, I know what that is. That's Venus or that's Mars or that's Jupiter or whatever. And so I'd kind of been keeping up with them. And we looked out the window of the plane as we were getting ready to land. And I looked out there and I said, that's Mars. I was just confident that that was Mars. It was beautiful. It was bright. It was right where Mars was supposed to be. And so I told my wife, honey, that's Mars. And that's when Mars turned its landing lights on. Well, that'll give you a little humility, a little shot of humility almost immediately. And uh, I needed it, evidently. And so I received that humility. She still laughs about that. And I'm still receiving humility because of that incident. Anyway, I'm going to connect some yard mowing work and some stars in just a moment. And you'll see why. Well, just a little bit of an ad today. As many of you know, if you've been listening to these podcasts, I just recently completed a new album project. The album is entitled Almost Home, and I hope that's exactly where it takes us. It is a gospel album filled with songs that I think you'll know and love and come to love if you don't know them. Most of them you'll know. The arrangements may be a tad different. They may be sung and played in a little bit of a, a newer way. I don't know how to, to describe it, really but I think you'll like what we've done with them. I think that you'll really enjoy some old friends like Rock of Ages and Abide With Me and some things like that. And then there's some new songs, newer songs on there, like In Christ Alone. A lot of us love that song. It's a great song, even though it's not as old as some of these. It's going to stand the test of time. It'll be around. There's a song entitled I Believe, and I believe I love that song. 
there's some others on there that are kind of fun. Uh, just a closer walk with thee is fun. There's one called Peace in the Valley that's a lot of fun. I get to do an Elvis lick or two on that. And so just a lot of different styles, really. And yet it all comes together nicely, I think. The 90 and 9, do you remember that song? That was a ballad that was one of my favorites when I was a kid. And it's sung in a Celtic style. Several of the songs on the album have a bit of a Celtic feel if you enjoy that. I love it. And so anyway, I'd love to share some of this music with you. If you are interested, go to my website, www.curtisshelburn.com, and just leave a message for me in the contact submission form there. I would love to send you an album with an invoice, and as many as you want, the more the merrier. Christmas is coming up, not that far off, and I think these might make some very good gifts. Anyway, almost home at curtisshelburn.com. And now, let's focus on faith. Well, the yard mowing was finished. One more time. A personal best, by the way. Two hours. Mowing our 10,000 square foot yard usually requires almost three hours. The last part of the job had pretty much been accomplished in Braille. It was a Wednesday evening. We'd gathered as usual on Wednesday evenings with our church folks for a meal, etc., from about six to seven. I am so glad that we meet early like that, and we try to be done in about an hour or so. We have a meal, and then we have a little devotional as part of it, and, and we're pretty much through and head home. Daylight saving time is a very mixed blessing. It meant that I faced a decision at about 7.30. To mow or not to mow? That was the question. What was not in question is the fact that I did not want to. Not in question at all. But this was the window I had for mowing for the next several days. If I waited, the yard would be, even as early as it was at that point in the season for us, a jungle. So I mowed. I figured I'd get at least part of it done. I was amazed to finish the whole thing. I guess I'd trimmed pretty seriously on the previous mowing, and I got away with just a little bit of that on that Wednesday. I can't figure out the two hours any other way. But as I mentioned, the darkness was coming on as I throttled down my mowing machine. It really was a beautiful evening. So once the rumble of the engine was silenced, I decided to sit out on the patio for a few minutes, partly to nurse my aching feet, and mostly to enjoy the quiet and the stillness. The slivered moon was heading down behind my friend and neighbor's workshop. Optical illusion, I know, but it surely seemed to head down faster the closer it got to the horizon. A lunar voyeur, I spied on it, lest it sneakily rebel and head back upward with no one watching. In the space of ten long breaths, I was counting them, it slipped away, down for the count. And of course, as the moon went under, the stars, always there but needing the darkness to make their shimmering silvery presence known, began their sparkling dance. The canopy of two huge trees in the backyard obscures part of the sky. It makes for blessed shade in the heat of the day, but the Big Dipper was shining through brightly. 
a very, very elementary knowledge of astronomy will reveal that drawing a line from what are known as the pointer stars, Merak and Dubhe, five times the distance between them, that's about 20 degrees, will land your eye on Polaris, the North Star, the anchor of the northern sky and friend of long generations of sailors. The second star from the Dipper's Bowl is Mizar, and right beside it, if your eyes are good, I'm told this was actually kind of an ancient eye test, you can make out Alcor. The Big Dipper hasn't changed recently. In about 50,000 years, I'm told, a bit of a shape change may be apparent, but on that Wednesday night, I noticed what looked like another bright star in the pattern. What? Okay, I've already told you a story about Mars turning on its landing lights, and so you won't be too surprised to find out that I was humbled yet again. You see, as I was watching it, that star moved. It moved a lot more than stars appear to move. Jet planes do move, and that's what it was. I had momentarily confused a few years old man-made object flying six miles high with God-made stars billions of years old, 51 to 123 light years or so away. You know, we get confused a lot in this life. There's a lot of wisdom that we can gain just by looking at the stars. We really should spend more time sitting in the darkness, looking up at those beautiful orbs of light. They have so much to teach us. You can think about it yourself and make a long list of lessons that are well worth learning. I think the lesson that they had for me that night might be one that you need also. You see, my airplane difficulties may masquerade as stars, but they flit away, and God's love-lit starlight remains. Well, again, thank you for joining us on this Focus on Faith with Curtis Shelburne podcast. I'm so glad you chose to join us, and I hope you'll come back and spend some time with us again. If you like it, why don't you tell some friends about it? I sure would appreciate it. Have a great day.